So, folks, let me tell you about Adventures Out There Travel. Adventures Out There Travel is the official travel partner of the 3 O'Clock Parade podcast. Our contact, Becca, that's B-E-K-K-A at AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, loves providing concierge-level service and helping people find discounts. But what I learned today by looking at their website, AdventuresOutThereTravel.com, slash our-agents, is that her passions are Disney history and fitness. Really? Her fr- yeah. Growing up, she was known to her friends as the, quote, Disney girl. I think Rhiannon has called that at her work. That's true. I'm, I'm called that at my work, which is weird because hmm. I'm a boy. So you don't have girl parts. Yeah. It's well, okay, though. Yeah, it's, it's, it, Gender is it, uh, it's more fluid now. All right. Um, she really likes, she's been to many areas of the U.S. and Canada, Mexico and uh, Caribbean. And in the future, she has plans to tour Germany and perhaps even a river cruise. So, where does she go when she needs to schedule her own <laughs> vacation? Because she goes to Dean, who is Dean at at, at AdventuresOutTheTravel.com. Well, does she send an email to herself, which is b e k k a at AdventureIsOutTheTravel.com, and then forward it to Dean? Probably, Dean. I just Actually, got this. Can you book this? I have a feeling Dean gets cut out and is just told what to do. I know how that works. I'm sure that's what happens. That's what usually happens. So, if you are interested in any kind of travel, that's who you want to talk to. Becca, B-E-K-K-A, at AdventuresOutTheTravel.com. Kungaloosh, Viva Gaia. Welcome to the 3 o'clock parade. It's Professor Daniel Miller, drunk at Disney here in Orlando. Just down the road in southwest Florida, it's the lovely Rhiannon. Hey. And on the best coast, he's steps away from one of the best burritos you can get. It's Skipper Dick Ritchie. Hey. (laughs) What's that place called again? It's like Roberto's? It used to be called Rigoberto's, but now it's called Alejandro's. Oh, Alejandro's. Yeah, apparently the family that had basically been hired to cook everything... One day decided, hey, you know what? We don't want to just be cooks. We want to own this joint. And they bought it. Well, hey. They're very friendly people, though. Yeah, it's great. Um, Skipper Gritchie, I have a question for you to start off today's uh, discussion. You mentioned that you were going to be doing a Skipper Gritchie Star Wars Super Marathon. Woo. Did you do that? Sort of. Oh. I mean, I did a lot of Star Wars that day. But it was also Taco Tuesday. So I I adjusted the schedule. I did not wake up at 7 a.m. and start watching the prequels. Um, but I did watch the... I watched Rogue One and I watched the original movies. But then when it came time to like get into like The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, I just decided that I wanted to have drinks and tacos more. Yeah. So I went and did that. It's a lot of it's because I saw your schedule is very uh, very aggressive schedule. Well, yeah, I mean the schedule basically if you're gonna do all of them, uh, you for like you'd have to start like at, at least seven in the morning, and if you really and it only gives you like a few minutes between movies uh, from start to finish, you aren't done until like five or five thirty the next day in the morning. What? Yeah. Yeah. 
because and, well, and that's, it's just and that's it's, yeah. And the the Marvel one people want to do is even worse. Yeah, the Marvel one has more movies. There's ten of them. Or actually, I mean, it depends on what you consider. But yeah, there's uh, there's actually a few theaters out here that for Infinity Wars, they're basically showing every Marvel movie back to back leading up to it. And there's no time in between. Like there's like bathroom breaks, and you might have like a ten or fifteen minute break in between, but there is no like time to sleep so people people are literally like okay so (laughs) i'll sleep during this movie and you sleep during that movie and it's crazy it's not like watching for criminals or something like you don't need to like tag in and tag out well you know they just i think they're just they figure they're paying for it so somebody should watch it (laughs) weird but i thought star wars aren't we on like i don't know how it was like what seven movies right now, eight. So there's the original, there's the three prequels, and then the original three, and there were two yeah. movies in okay. on the other end, and then Rogue One. So there's eight movies, soon to be so nine. That's like if you count. around two hours each, that's sixteen hours. Where no, because they're not. They're at least two hours and fifteen minutes, if not longer, each one. Yeah. This math is adding up for me. Okay, go on. Where in the series is Solo going to take place? In between uh, what? Solo is going to take place before Rogue One. So somewhere just within like the world of the prequels, but not being touched by them, from what I understand. Right. Makes sense. I feel like sometime we should have my coworker Ryan on, and I will have him basically talk for me and in one podcast you will make up for everything i have lacked star wars wise <laughs> for my entire life because i have never met somebody more obsessed or knowledgeable about star wars than this man people love it it's yeah. crazy what'd you think of the uh, trailer for uh hans for solo um you know i'm i'm, I'm excited but I, and I, I said on the, on the tweets, I mean, there's things that I really liked about it, and there's things that I didn't like about it. Um, so I'm hoping that the good outweighs the bad. But one of my biggest things, and I feel like uh, it's been bothering me since, like, Rogue One, is that they've, you know, when you look at the technology that they used to make the original three movies... Like, they didn't have flat screens and all the cool shit right. that we have now. So, like, when you look at these movies that are supposed to take place before the original, they look so much more advanced. Yeah. And I'm like, you well... some imagination. Yeah, I'm like, where did all that technology go for the, for the original three movies that they're now using? <laughs> and, like, even the droids. Like, the droids in the new movie, in the newer movies, even though they take place in the past... I'm like, man, those are cool droids, man. How, like, where did they go? Why don't they? Why don't right, they like technology up? took a step back. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Hmm. Um. I'm. I, it made me think. I really love Lando. I really wish oh, it would be called yeah. Lando. He's just cool. Daniel Glover looks cool as Lando. Yeah, he's. Gonna, I think he's going to be really good. I feel like he's going to steal that movie. Oh, I think there's no doubt. He steals everything so far. Yeah. So. I, I feel um, like if Ron Howard. Did a good job. You're gonna leave that movie going. Well, Han Solo was cool, but man, Lando really kicked ass. Lando, he's such a, he's such a badass. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of badass, uh, yes. the lovely Rhiannon, uh, Skipperty Richie, you're going to be. Do you want? Do you strap on your jealousy cap for just a moment? Already on. Uh, she went to the brunch during her Walt Disney World uh, trip, the uh, California Grill brunch. Oh, so jealous. Oh, my God. Worth every moment? Worth every moment, worth every penny. I don't want to oversell it because there's going to be some asshole out there who's going to go and then start tweeting at me and be like, yeah, it wasn't that great. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, eat a dick. You don't, you don't deserve it. Eat a dick you right now. appreciate it. I don't even know who you are and that guy can eat a dick. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just absolutely amazing. It was weird because when I went to make the reservation, when I first went to do it, it was like, no available times. I'm like, fuck you. And so I kept hitting refresh and finally like one time popped up. And yeah. So I got 1045. We get there. No exaggeration, I'd say at least 50% of the tables were empty. And that remained true for the entire course of the brunch. Did, so I'm not sure. They may not fill it. Who knows? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, but it was so because of that, it was a delightful atmosphere because it wasn't crowded. It wasn't loud. Um, the jazz duo, amazing. Like, yeah, as I was tweeting, you know, they were interspersing covers of Disney songs with actual, like, Miles Davis. And I'm like, this is autumn. That's so cool. This Wonderful. Girl, this is crazy. And the food's amazing. The service is amazing. I may or may not have consumed 11 mimosas in the course of three hours. They do not rush you. <laughs> they do not try to kick you out. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty phenomenal. And you're, 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 you're literally... You're, it just really does sound phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, the only critique I had that I mentioned on Twitter was that um, the way they do the dessert, I thought, was a little odd. Because so, for anybody who's not familiar, the way the whole operation works is that you sit down at your table. Well, first of all, you're handed a mimosa as you walk in the door. Yeah. So you're led to your table. You sit down. I at love your that's table. the spirit. That is the it spirit. It really is like welcome and really, really welcome. And so you sit down and they give you the menu and they tell you to pick one item off the menu. And while that's being prepared, oh, here's our buffet. And so the buffet has this amazing charcuterie spread. Uh, they have sushi. They have different salads. They have a baked good section if you want to, like, fill up on plain bagels, which is just stupid. Dumb. Be strategic about this, all right? Wait. Don't that's fuck like you, this up. That's like the bread at Ohana. Right. Don't eat the bread at Ohana's. Stay away yeah. from the bagels at the California Grill. <sighs> so... Um, and they also have a Bloody Mary bar, if you want to do that. It's a, it's an upcharge. Uh, the mimosas are all you can drink, and that's part of the um, price. And so you just kind of, you know, keep hitting the buffet. And in my mind, I'm expecting, or at any minute now, our entrees are going to come out. But and so I kind of slowed down the buffet, you know. And finally, the waitress comes over. She's like, oh, do you want me to put your entrees in now? Are you ready for that? And we're like, yeah. So then kind of, you know, wait a little bit for them to show up. And they did, and they were amazing. I got the um, Eggs Benedict with poached lobster. I got good. the hanger steak. So good. Um, and finally, and then you can, you know, keep it in the buffet if you want. And so I did, because they had this uh, onion marmalade with the charcuterie that really paired nicely with the hanger steak. Basically, because Mark had, like, licked all the chimichurri off of it. So, <laughs> you know, condiment. And um, 
So eventually it's like, all right, you ready for dessert? And you're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not sure I can fit any more in here. Um, and they, instead of having it be part of the buffet or have it be something that you choose off the menu, they just come out with this platter of dessert items. So I thought, A, it's kind of wasteful because there's no way in hell I'm going to eat all that. And B, you know, I might not have picked those things. Or I would have, as I was joking, leading up to this whole thing, I wanted to like bring a backpack to just shovel macarons into. Um because I was envisioning them being on a buffet. Uh, so that was my only critique, was like, hmm. I'd like to have it more freedom and control over the dessert portion. But otherwise, hmm. holy shit, everything Damn. was just fucking amazing. So Rhiannon approves. Rhiannon approves. Can we, can we discuss the Bloody Mary bar for just a moment? Sure. When you say it's an upcharge, mm-hmm. is it per drink, or is that just an added and you have unlimited Bloody yeah. Marys? I was wondering that myself, and I did not ask, so I apologize. I cannot no. give you that information. Okay. I would, I would sincerely hope that it was all you could drink. Well, I mean, I, don't know, I could see it going both ways, but right. it, for, it was eighteen dollars, which seems like a lot for one Bloody Mary. Hmm. But I don't know. Uh, Interesting. I've got another question. Yeah, like... Oh, yes. Uh, you said that it wasn't as busy did you notice if anybody just showed up and was like did they just seat people as walk-ins or um it's hard to say just because the where they would be walking in would be at the check-in booth right. on the second floor right so yeah i mean once people get up to the 15th floor i have no idea if they had reservations or not so i don't know good oh i thought i have one more criticism which again isn't really a criticism it's just a thing um so on as part of the bloody mary bar they have candied bacon. Oh, yeah. And we we did not choose to partake in the Bloody Mary bar, but we really wanted some of the candied bacon. And so we kept trying to, like, you know, sneak some, but there was always an attendant, like, guarding the Bloody Mary bar with their life. And so you couldn't sneak the candied bacon. And neither of us were ballsy enough to just go flat-out ask. I'm sure maybe they would have given us a piece, but we didn't try. Hmm. Although we did order a plate of extra crispy bacon just to be brought to the table, and it was. Mm. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Mm-hmm. And your day only got better from there because you then all downhill from there. went to Disney's Animal Kingdom and saw me. Oh, yeah. You were there. And somewhere along the way, you went to the Magic Kingdom and got boom-glittered. Uh, <laughs> Her skip her like no kidding. I don't know if you saw the picture, but her oh, hair was full <laughs> of, of of glitter, and uh, it actually was great. And then we went on um, this is this is great. So we went on uh, Expedition Everest, and so we get on Expedition Everest, and I re- I didn't even think about it till we're going up the hill, and I look, I say to Mark, I'm like, look at my view right now, and I look ahead, and I took a picture, I was like, just this glittered head, I'm like, this is about to get real interesting. <laughs> so. <laughs> As we're on the ride, we are being pelted by pieces <laughs> of because the glitter is not little glitter tiny pale. glitter; it's it's large glitter. Yeah, and uh, which was funny, you know. Mark and I are joking. Like I, I had my uh, my my uh, my uh, Yeti style cup, and it had it had shrapnel all over it. It was great. And as we're getting off the ride, I said something like, "Oh man, that was we got hit by a lot of glitter." And this guy two rows back yells, "Yeah, glitter was a bad idea." And I. And, and I thought he was joking, but he really wasn't. <laughs> he was like, he was not happy, I'm guessing. 
Oh, he was so mad. I'm like, you, you Keep need your mouth you, shut next time, yeah. dude. You need some chill. He definitely yeah. did not have any chill. And for for a tip for anybody looking to recreate that look, um, the key is at the barber shop in Magic Kingdom. They have what it used to be. You'd walk in and say, "You want pixie dust," and it was the big chunky pieces. And then one time I walk in, it's like, "I want the pixie dust, please." And they come out with this like little salt shaker of just glitter. And I'm like, "Oh, where's the big chunky stuff?" But again, I'm like a pussy, so I don't say anything. So the next time I go in another trip, I said, like, hey, do you have the bigger glitter? And they're like, oh, well, we call that pirate's booty. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I don't care what you call it, just do it. And so this time, I'm like, hey, can I get some pixie dust, pirate's booty, whatever you call it? And she's like, oh, you want both? I'm like, fuck, yes, I do. <laughs> so that, my friends, is how you get the full package. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it definitely the full boathouse of uh, hair glitter. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, I also ate a boathouse that trip. Mm. I had a really good weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And you watched uh, Trading Spaces in your hotel room? Did yes, we did. Yeah. Oh. How was it? Yeah. It was good. It was good. I like um, that Yeah, it's interesting to see how, like, some of the cast members have an age today, and others are like, are you the same person? What happened to your face? <laughs> um... Skipper Gritchie, uh, you noticed that Disneyland Monorail has been outfitted with the Incredirail. It is. It's all kinds of fun Pixar stuff, but the, I noticed that one of them definitely has the Incredibles, and it just sounded better than Finding Nemo Rail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I went with the Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it. Someone said it was already hot enough to not run the monorail today or something like that. What? The other day, it was already hot enough. They weren't running the monorail. Like, the summer is here. I didn't realize they closed it down no, during heat. Here. It was too hot to run the other day. Oh, really? What does that even mean? Yeah, they don't run the, the, the monorail. I don't know. Somebody was saying they don't, I guess they don't run the Disneyland monorail if it's super hot. Mm, there's no AC. Dumb. Well, that also sounds dumb. Yeah, I've never. Sounds I've like never, poor planning. I've never had that happen. Mm, I don't know. I mean, we need uh, some, some, uh, we need Textoso, that sounds like a Textoso Jake. Yeah, right. Report. So, Textoso, uh, if you hear this, we could use an investigative report onto the, uh, uh, incredible West Coast, three o'clock beat reporter? Yeah. 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 He's really more like the noon beat reporter. Right. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. Pretty good, right? Yeah. He's like good. the dude. The dude. Um, did you see that, uh, speaking of 3 o'clock parade beat reporter, he is back officially yeah. on Twitter's, and he's he met someone that was playing at Pedal Brian's that's, like, related somehow to Tiffany and oh did God. a fuck Belinda Carlisle for you. I felt I feel so nice. bad about that because I like Belinda Carlisle. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's become a thing. Like, there, I even saw a hashtag that was <laughs> fuck Belinda Carlisle, and I was just like, God damn it. I totally, so- that totally went the wrong way. That was the wrong person. Oh, but it was so good. Oh, it was it's hilarious. So... I feel like you could have said any name. Yeah. And I would have I been like, yeah, fuck that person. Daniel Miller. <laughs> no, Daniel Miller. no, no, no. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, if you want to. Oh. No. No. Yeah. Just, never mind. Oh. Moving on. Uh, Richie, uh, yay or nay on Dole Whip. Adding chili lime seasoning for a spicy kick. I know, right? We what? like everything hot out here, apparently. 
I mean, I like everything hot, but what? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's a thing, especially, like, out here. We add that chili lime seasoning to everything. So when it's, like, sweet and it has that little spicy, it's really good. And that's one of the things that they're doing at Disneyland is you can get a Dole Whip with the chili lime. A Dole Whip? A Dole Whip. You say a whip? A whip. Whip it. (laughs) Oh, but it reminds me of this other story that I just saw that uh, here at Walt Disney World, they have added a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, the mint julep. Yeah, at Casey's Casey's Corner. Because that fits in perfectly with the theming. It is odd, but it's frozen here. Oh, it's like a Slurpee. Yeah, it's like a, but like, I don't know, man. Mint juleps are Enjoy not my... Enjoy your mint Slurpee with no bourbon at a hot dog stand. You're and welcome. A, and a twisty Mickey straw that is not made to suck frozen drinks, so it doesn't... Nothing goes through. Wow. But, hey, yay, yay mint julep? Nah. Other mint juleps at Disneyland... Because isn't mint julep like a it's like a Kentucky Derby drink? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we have them in New Orleans, but that's how New Orleans is known for. They definitely wasn't originating there, so right. like, shouldn't it be a non-alcoholic hurricane or something? <laughs> exactly, or a yeah. Sazerac. I've never understood the uh, mint julep thing. I mean, and I will say this: they've gotten better than they used to be at Disneyland. Either that, or the one time I went a long time ago, it was just pure syrup because. I tried one recently, and I was like, oh, this actually tastes pretty good. It doesn't taste like a real mint julep, but it tastes good. Right. Well, because there's no, you know, right. booze in it. There's no booze. Yeah, I, yeah. But yeah, I'll tell you what, what was the longest line while we were at Disneyland, Skip, on that throwback night? Was that uh, the, 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 what was it, melon beignet? Yo, no, no, no. They were they weren't melon beignets. They were uh, dreamsicle beignets. Dreamsicle beignets. Sorry. That still sounds terrible. It was oh, the longest yeah. line in the park. Um, Skipper Gritchy, I never got to do this, uh, but I want to hear your thoughts on uh, this. The blue rumor is, according to the, uh, the, the, the 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 internet's, is that Blue Sky Cellar is going to be reopening at Disney's California Adventure. Uh, First off, where is the Blue Sky Cellar? And second off, um, this would be awesome, right? Yeah. So you remember you remember where the entrance to Cars Land is? Yes. Uh, right there, where like the road coming down from Carthay and Cars Land, and it keeps on going out towards Paradise Pier, uh, mm-hmm. where that little like Italian restaurant and wine tasting is. The mm, Blue Sky that Cellar place. Was, yeah, well, it was actually so when that first opened, that was a Robert Mondavi. That whole area was about his wineries. And the oh, Blue Sky fancy. Cellar. What, you couldn't get Sutter Homes? I mean, <laughs> uh, it wasn't Blue Sky Cellar, it was just uh, the, the Mondavi Cellars. And you could go in there and actually try wine in, in there like it was a cellar. And then when Robert Mondavi pulled out, hee <laughs> hee. <laughs> Um, Is that similar to when Siemens pulled out at Epcot? Pretty close, yeah. Oh, God. It's just not as messy. Um, <laughs> they uh, they switched it to this uh, Blue Sky Cellar thing, which is more of an, like, an Imagineering pavilion. And you can go and yeah. see things uh, kind of in that same fashion that, you know, when Walt had the map of Disneyland. Yeah. Or, or even at, 
at the end of Great Mo or uh, not Great Moments. What was the uh, One uh, Man's Dream? One man. It was kind of yep. like that. You would go in and you could see like concept art and models and stuff like that. And they're saying that it's probably going to reopen again pretty soon with some of the concept art for what's going on at Disneyland. So I'm guessing probably some Star Wars and then the, you know the Marvel area. Some parking garages. Yeah, the good cool. stuff. Yeah. Rhiannon, did you experience this on your trip yet? Um, this is outrage of my week. Uh, they changed the way, and this has gotten some press among the twatters and stuff, but um, it's kind of a big deal um, for Fast Pass Plus. Uh, you can no longer on your app, and I don't know how long it'll last on the website. Say, let's say I booked. Uh, uh, whatever Tower of Terror, I can. I used to be able to switch that to skip whether there was more availability or not. I could just swap myself for him, even Steven, no problem. They got rid of that feature, and now you can. I can only cancel or add Skipper, but half the time there's nothing available, and Skip can't be added. So you are no longer able to swap out um, people. You can't change the party, is what the what the thing was called, and uh, it's gone now. So I guess one thought was that uh, people like say uh, would grab 50 passes of everybody that they know and then you know 30 days in advance and then later switch them to who they want them to. And supposedly there might have been some abuse to that. So that might be hmm. why they did this. But um, in a practical sense for my lifestyle, it does. It's not a it's not the world's biggest thing, but it, it is inconvenient because you sometimes don't know who's going to be coming that day. Yeah. Um, and it's, it is a bummer. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a bummer. Um, yeah, that sounds like a bummer. I I'll honestly never once used that feature, so I don't think I'll miss it, but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, like I'm for empathetic to you. Weekend, because this weekend... Um, it's mostly it's going to be like just the dads and the kids like around Disney, but I'm not sure which dads and kids are going to be around. So you kind of want to have a block of passes for the group and then sort of, you know, as it works out, you mm. put on who is cancel the ones that aren't, you know, but um, it really is. It's kind of wreaking havoc with trying to plan that. So um, it is what it is. Uh, but it is a it is a big change, whether it's a good change or bad change. I don't know, but it, it definitely is a. It's throwing some wrenches in my normal habits. So. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they're probably doing it to increase availability to the general populace. And if any of us actually saw positive benefits from that, like, hey, look, suddenly I don't have to book a room at Coronado Springs for a weekend just to make a fast pass for a flight of passage, then I'd appreciate it. But that's never going to happen. It's still going to be booked, so... Yeah, that's what I was thinking. If it leads to uh, more availability, I'm all for it because I want. I think I would, that's what I want. But you're right. I tried to book some passes for this weekend, and you know the majority of the days are already booked up, except for like you know Tomorrowland, <laughs> Tomorrowland Speedway or something. <laughs> Yeehaw! Yeehaw, Bob. Um, did you guys happen to see the Pandora suit that is coming out now in Pandora? I did. I saw there was a video where I guess they released it early. Hey, he's, he's 
debuting supposedly on April 22nd, the uh, Earth Day and also Animal Kingdom 20th anniversary. But um, he came out. He, I think he looks awesome. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I, 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 was, I thought it was funny that a few people were like, what does that have to do with Pandora? And I'm like, well, you've obviously never seen the movie because. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's but yeah, a, it looks it, really cool. What is it, it? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, there's a large, you know that thing, uh, that big metal suit that's in front of the tiki bar at um, Pandora? All right, this is going to be more difficult than I thought. It's a big metal suit that a human would get into, and it makes you, instead of six feet tall male, it makes you a 15 foot tall uh, guy that can move huge rocks. The idea is that he can go around then and and move big rocks and move trees to go do oh, science experiments. Cool. So it's like a big he suit. Says sarcastically. <laughs> and I like it. I like it. So I'm 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 interested to see it. I was there on Saturday and it came literally out the next day <laughs> or Sunday. But it was there was Sunday with Rhiannon, and it came out like the next day. It, it showed up. So that's how I feel about the new passholder magnet Epcot that came out Monday. <laughs> really, bastards! Is that the one with the uh, with Minnie Mouse? Yeah. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, I don't Me have too. any. I'll try to grab some. I'm surprised how strict they are when you're in that line. <laughs> They're very strict. Yeah, when I was there over in March, uh, you know, they wanted they like scanned ev- like they scanned my pass and. Wanted to see it when I got to like the person handing them out. I was like, "Yeah, I'm still me." (laughs) I think they'd be handing out something actually valuable. But I guess you know, whatever. What it is, Skipper Gritchie? I saw this on the WDW News today, and I feel like you would. I I think you're going to want them to keep the secret. It says Disneyland Resort's best kept secret: the chef's counter at Napa Rose. Yeah, that that chest counter is pretty cool. I don't usually do that when I go because I like uh, sitting with Mr. Gibbs. Like, I'm more interested right. in not having an empty glass of wine than I am watching the chef cook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you were just telling <laughs> about, about that while we. Oh yeah, Mr. Gibbs, bring you wine while you're doing the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because that's the thing. Like, he doesn't work. Like, there's only. Uh, he works like the full tables. He he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that bullshit. He's talking yeah. about in the perfect world. Come on. I mean, I'm sure if we bugged him enough, he might be willing to try. But I'm I'm fine. But yeah, no, that shift table is really cool. It's kind of like you know when you go uh, to like a sushi counter or a sushi bar, and they sit you like in front of the chef, and they watch and the yeah. sushi chef, mm-hmm. and you watch him do it through that little like spit guard. It's exactly like that. They're cooking right in front of you. Um, we talked about uh, adding spice to your dull whip. But Skipper Gritchie, when you get when Pixar Pier opens, you're going to be able to have lemon whip. <laughs> don't drink the yellow or don't eat the yellow snow. <laughs> that's just that's very important information. Yeah. Mm. Don't they tell that to Olaf in uh, Frozen? I believe they do. That's actually, and it's funny because it's actually from uh, Monsters Inc. When they find the abominable snowman, and he's all like, "Would you like a snow cone?" And he's like, "They're lemon." <laughs> like he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, bad flavor." That's yeah, like, sneaky, sneaky they're like, snowman. "No," and he's like, "No, they're lemon," which I think yeah, was a funny just, joke. 
Trust me. Trust, yeah. Trust. I made them myself. Trust me. Trust me. What could go wrong? Yeah. Let's let's see. Um, at this point, who's ready for a little ask sour boner? Before we ask sour boner, we might oh. have somebody that wants to be a guest on the show. We lost him. Nope. Did we lose Drunkie? No, I'm here. Perfect. Oh, shit. Let's see if we can add Max. You're not supposed to to sound disappointed, Rhiannon. My bad. uh, Did that? No, I think I may have just. I just thought you were swapping out hosts. No. No. Max Max is an addition to uh, to the chaos. I'm just saying if I were forced to choose. I'm so confused. Hold on. All right. So I will, this what, is what else I need is to now? Do right here. Yeah, no, right? Yeah. Obviously, you work I don't out. know what I'm doing. Add people. I can waste some more time by talking more about my brunch. Well, I'll tell you, I want to piggyback to that, Rhiannon. Um, yeah. That, that same website, www.t.com, oh. claims that the new restaurant at Caribbean Beach offers Disney's best quick service breakfast. Oh, claim. It's not like McDonald's saying, we're like the best fast food chain burrito. Still, I mean, you can get uh, Tonga Toast at uh, Quick Service. Just, you know. I'm saying, it's a bold statement. I'd be interested to check it out. For me, I guess maybe this is reflected in my love for the California Grill Brunch, is that I'm not a huge breakfast food person. So right. the fact that it was charcuterie, sushi, poached lobster, and a fuck ton of mimosas, which, by the way, all lacked orange juice, which really is my biggest complaint about mimosas. So really, it was just 11 glasses of Prosecco with different flavored balls in them. <laughs> Skip, you're in. <laughs> I don't even. I'm good. <laughs> Do we have Matt? Yeah, uh, I just. There she is. Woo, Mac. Balls. Balls. She, she got. She and jumped the, in just in time for the balls. Yeah, and on that note of balls, <laughs> Skipper Richie, why don't you give her an introduction, please? Hey, everybody. This is Mac. Um, <laughs> that's accurate. That is accurate. Uh, Mac, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and then about your GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah. I've been busy. So busy. I I don't even know what sleep is anymore. Um, but some folks might know me because I'm the co-host of the Disney Distilled podcast where we drink and do news. So, uh, you know. What's that like? Friendly competition. What's that? No. <laughs> And you're familiar with this guy named Ryan? Yeah, I'm like married to him and junk, but whatever. Cool, cool. The AKA the Flannel Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So we've been doing that podcast for a while. And uh, yeah, all the drinks that we do are either served in Disney parks or inspired by Disney. And some of them are of different strength levels. I remember we had one episode where I was really concerned we'd missed a story. We'd missed talking about the redo for the redhead scene at the park. And he went, no, we did that. And I went, um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> we had some drink that night. I was so drunk. I don't even remember talking about it. It happened. I, yeah, yeah, I was that drunk on the uh, 16th of March. Yes. That was a drunk Sunday. 
Well, I usually, yeah. I usually don't go that deep when we're doing Disney Distilled. I mean, I'll get pretty toasted, but that one was like to forget an entire segment that I was super passionate about was extremely weird. I like But I went deep. back and listened, and I was surprisingly, uh, surprisingly lucid. <laughs> so. Skipper's Dick Ritchie was telling me that you are part of a pro. You are a, doing a project, and uh, and it's uh, tell us about it. Yeah, so we've got an Indiegogo up right now to make a eight part web series, and it's about three actors who are struggling to make it in Hollywood. They are uh, really stuck in their typecasting. They keep getting cast as monsters, or they're chasing people down sci fi corridors. Uh, but it might be because they're literally monsters. <laughs> so basically imagine that all of the monsters that you've ever seen in media were actually played by actors who are literally those monsters. So no makeup. Okay. They just are the creatures that they represent. They're being typecasted is what you're saying. Exactly. Like we have uh, a character, Tony, who is a bog monster and he really, he's like a Benedict Cumberbitch. Uh, Cumberbitch? Wow. Cumberbitch. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Cumberbatch. I'm using that Benedict tomorrow. Cumberbatch level of actor, but he can't get any of those roles because he looks like an unspeakable horror. And uh, we have my character, Abby, who is a werewolf. Her current claim to fame is that she is a breakfast cereal mascot because they tend to cast female werewolves because they uh, uh, boy werewolves have dick and balls going on, so that's less attractive on the screen. Sort of like animal casting in Hollywood. Speak for yourself. Right? <laughs> Some people might be into it, but I think the general populace at large uh, still just doesn't want to see that. I don't know. Sad, sad times. I feel that uh, whoever creates the uh, filters for Snapchat is probably a furry and would be more than happy to see that. That's fair. Well, we'll have that (laughs) a special level for those people that back the project that want that. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what, well, that's what I wanted to ask you about is the people that we know are obviously very – they like getting involved in projects. But let's be honest. People like to know, especially with these types of things, what are the levels? Like what, what, what are we looking at? So we have uh, – basically people can donate in any amount. But the way that uh, Indiegogo breaks it out, we have a level that starts at $10 and one that goes up to 2500 And we're offering a lot of really fun stuff. I mean, our focus is making a show. So we want to make sure that everything that we're offering for our backers is deliverable. So one of the things you can get at all tiers is a PDF copy of the Full Moon Flakes box art, which is our fictional serial from this world. And it actually has game activities and hidden jokes all over it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's like fully realized. And I'm just every time I look at it, it makes me so happy. And then at $35, we have, it's the coolest reward we have, I'm not going to lie. And probably um, one of the most unique, uh, My our friends over at Black Phoenix Alchemy Lab formulated a perfume that smells like chocolate cereal and marshmallows to mirror the full moon flakes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but like wearable, like totally wearable. I actually have a little uh, tester bottle and it's just this. You can tell chocolate and marshmallow, but without it being overpowering. And it's just, it's the coolest fucking thing. Um, nice. Yeah, we have opportunities for people to come and uh, be in our show as monster extras. And we'll actually put them in full prosthetic makeup, which is an opportunity not many people get to have. Yeah. We've so got the-, Mooney, the werewolf 
fan club uh, buttons. We've got bound copies of the scripts that we produce because we write um, everything that we write. There's a lot of interstitial stuff that no one will ever see because it's just descriptive text, but that is ridiculous and fun. And people get a really big kick out of it every time they read our scripts. Yeah. What, it sounds like the production level, like what, what's your, the background of the, I don't know, are you part of the production company? Like what's the background and what other things have you guys produced? So I am, I actually am the production company. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> I've worked in a lot of other people's projects over the years and I really wanted a chance to branch out and do something different because I've been typecast in a lot of projects as uh, the sarcastic person, which I'm sure is super shocking, or the monster, which is, they're both fun, but I never get to work any depth into those characters. And it was time to branch out, do something different. I did do a short not that long ago that's online called Lycanthropy and You that I wrote and produced and was in and a little bit of everything. But I'm working with a really talented team. Uh, everything was co-written and co-created by Ben Patton, who does Port Center, which is a uh, video game show on uh on the film joy network now and uh we have a really great amount uh, grouping of our lead actors but one of the things i'm most excited about is my friend michael spatola who is a director at the cinema makeup school and an industry veteran for decades doing monster makeup is on board as our head of makeup. He's been doing stuff since Return of the Living Dead. He's been his makeup's been om nominated for Emmys. It's he did, um, we have a proof of concept that we shot out of pocket that's on the campaign page. And he came out and was very generous and did the makeup application two days in a row uh, out of the goodness of his heart. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. You look, I mean, you look really good. I was super impressed with the makeup. Uh, when I first watched it, I, one, I didn't really recognize that it was you at first. <laughs> and then and then I was just like, man, this is like really good. <laughs> it's like... I was impressed. It was really good makeup. Yeah, we want film quality makeup because there's nothing worse than finally making something and having it look like shit. And mm. you, you get pulled out. Like, how many times have you watched a film with a monster in it and the makeup's so bad that it pulls you completely out of the story? Mm. And I hate getting pulled out. <laughs> yeah. No. I second time. To work. Yeah, um, exactly. All that so work is the... you pull out. It's the worst. Seriously. Um, what's your, uh, what's your, uh, Mac, the I old, we can apologize for ourselves. What's your website? Webble sitey. Webble sitey. Uh, so people can find us at the bit.ly link, which is bit.ly slash typecast go go. And the really great thing, um, about going through Indiegogo is while we have big dreams and we'd like to make the entire first season, we understand that. You know, not everybody can give, not everybody can share, but whatever we get, we'll make as many episodes as we possibly can out of it. So it is going to happen. Rewards will happen because there's so many projects that promise so much and they they never deliver on it. We already know when we're shooting. We're already in pre-production. We just need to have the money to make it happen. And a lot of it's going to the makeup and to making it look, you know, film quality. We want people to donate but we want them to actually watch it when it's done and not go oh i donated to this thing that looks like someone shot it off of an iphone right so let's see i'm looking here yeah you got lots of different options here you got lots of folks oh pr a pretty good cat pretty long big cast already here 
Yeah, all of our leads are already cast, um, and we've got somebody that's already on board for music. We have Wardrobe. We have a, uh, another producer who's working with me. We have uh, our director, Justin Zagri, uh, has done a lot of really fantastic fan films, including Severus Snape and the Marauders, which I think has Ooh. something like 4 million views on YouTube right now. So he kind of knows what he's doing. I mean, he got his fan film covered in EW and a bunch of huge sites. So uh, he, he knows what's up. And everybody is so excited and have given so much of their, their time and energy already to make this happen uh, because they believe in the project so much, which is incredible to me. Yeah. yeah. That sounds great. So we've got 48 backers as of right now. We need to get yeah. that number much higher. We need to get that. Uh, yes. <laughs> we need to work on that. So, uh, Indiegogo. This is my first time taking a look at Indiegogo website. So, uh, it's, I, I feel uh, I pop my cherry. Ah, yeah. The nice thing is, like, we tr we actually did. Um, we started with Kickstarter last year, but Kickstarter is an all or nothing model, and we'd rather be upfront with people about what we're actually trying to make and what our goals are. Indiegogo allows us to raise whatever we can towards our goal and still take that and make something with it, which is really great. Right. I get that. So, you, yeah, you, so if you don't I, – I guess I didn't really – I've never done a Kickstarter, but if you don't get the, you know, $20,000 or whatever, you get nothing? That's exactly yep. it. Oh, wow. It's, wow. It's, so I didn't can, realize that. Yeah, so you can be marketing and, you know, do everything that you possibly can and still miss it, and then all of that goes away. All of that marketing effort goes away, and – it's really hard to make indie filmmaking now because uh, Kickstarter used to be, and Indiegogo too, were primi primarily for this kind of project. But now people are using it for board games and physical products. And there's a pillow shaped like a butt that got funded. Like, I think we're I paid up for that. All of this weird stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it, it makes it really hard to go, but we're going to provide you with entertainment when people are looking for, well, they're going to send me a game. They're going to send me this. But... Uh, at the end of the day, when you really want to make something and you want to make it well, you right. need people to come and be a part of it that believe in you. Which is why that something something physical like that down that cereal box is actually pretty cool. To, uh, you do get a physical reminder of it in your hands. Yeah, and there's some stuff that we are going to be able to send out like almost as soon as the campaign ends as well. I mean, there are a few things they'll have to wait, like the scripts will have to wait until we're done shooting and seeing how far we get through them. But for the most part, a lot of the things are you get it now or you get it when production's happening. Like if you can donate to come and be a monster, we'll tell you when the filming days are. You come out to L.A. and we're going to put you in monster makeup. Like, again, not many people get that opportunity. And we think that's pretty cool that we've got a team willing to, to do those kind of applications for us. Well, now we need to talk, Skipper Dick Ritchie. Um, what's it going to take to get you into makeup and in this movie? <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. What, what's the, <laughs> what's the uh, what do I have to donate? <laughs> yes. So the makeup level is at 1,000, but oh, you whoa, have okay, yeah. all I mean, of the previous rewards. And again, it's an opportunity to be put in makeup, which is it's costly for us. So we that's a hard thing about these kind of fundraising things too is so many of them overstretch and they promise so much at low levels and then they don't actually make the money to make their production right. and that we don't want to do that. we don't want to promise a lot and then not be able to deliver on it everything we put yep. we can yeah. deliver on 
can we get Skipper Richie as any sort of extra regardless? Like, can we just have him, someone that, like, maybe gets stepped on or pushed aside or <laughs> No, that would be your on. character. Oh, sorry. No offense. <laughs> spit on? Uh, oh, we can totally make it happen. You Can't I your... just be the fat kid eating cereal in the background? I don't see why not. Like, I want to be the reoccurring character that's always eating your cereal when you walk by, and I'm kind of like, oh, there she is. God, this cereal's, God, this cereal's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. Actually, the irony would be that they sell uh, Mooney the Werewolf as being sort of a, a male character, so it'd be really funny if you're always in the background, but you have no idea who the fuck this actress is. <laughs> right. And you're like, Ugh, when's the werewolf going to show up? He's <laughs> like, I just want my cereal. God, this girl's the worst. I just want that werewolf to be here. Yeah, there may or may not be a joke about that in uh, one of our scripts, too. Uh, so I'll keep you posted on that if we raise enough to get to that script. Yeah, for sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, um, we do have a joke you, about that. <laughs> how do you like to best uh, communicate via social media? Uh, really, I communicate via anything that people like. Uh, carrier pigeons are pretty cool because then I get to eat them later. I believe it's called squab. But the best thing that they can do is hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook as at strange like that. I try to keep it easy and have the same screen name for all of my socials. Yeah, that's smart. Strange like that. Yep. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, anything else for our uh, strange like that Mac? I just uh, I hope that people really enjoy what we're doing, and if they can't can't donate i know not everybody can sharing it because the algorithms are a bitch just trying to get people to see that this is a thing is it's so hard so sharing a link you know once or twice makes a huge difference so i already posted it uh to my account right now and because you're awesome and i'm sharing it on wait wait i want it too yeah i'm putting if you put it on our, on the the three o'clock parade Facebook page, which or I'm putting it on right now. Oh, all, doing... all five of our three o'clock parade Facebook people. Uh, are <laughs> dig it. But I know those feels. Yeah, right. 157 and growing. Woo! We're moving right along. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. It's hard, man. I, I totally understand building a, an audience, even when you've got the coolest fucking thing, is rough. And you guys are pretty fucking cool, so you should have a lot more followers than that. Well, we just don't well, do a lot on the Facebook. Yeah, we don't we're do trying a lot to do Facebook. But I'm we're trying sure. to, because people. I always thought that like because I kind of you you know, I like to use one, but there's a lot of people that do literally do really a lot of Facebooking. Yeah, Still. people kind of pick their platform and go with that. I do a lot of Instagram because I do a lot of stuff that's a visual medium between being a cosplayer, or being in monster makeup, or acting, or what have you. So. My Instagram's sort of where it's at, but I try to be active on everything. I've been a lot better on Twitter lately. Typing right now. Uh, let's see. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with, man. It's so, like, social media is out of control. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Sure. Right. Strange like that. Is that you? Wait. You're on that? Anyway, there it comes. All right. You're logged in. Good. Cool. Awesome. Hopefully everybody can uh, take a look and just see if this is something they're interested in. Yeah, hopefully so. Um, and like I said, if they can't donate, share. But if they can donate, even better. And we'll give you the coolest stuff that we can for doing it. And you get to help support independent artists, which uh, is totally a worthwhile cause. And it's it's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Skip. 
Do you want to say that's what she said, or? I mean, no. I... Oh my god! I mean, oh, come on! If, if if I didn't completely love uh, her husband, I would be hitting on her all the time. Even when she's around and he's there, I'm always like, "Dude, your wife is the hottest girl I've ever met." So I don't. Really we have, have to hang out at Disney. Yeah, we actually. Uh, I think we're actually trying to plan a uh, a hangout pretty soon. Ooh, awesome! Yeah, so. Uh, We'll talk about it some more. I think probably next week or the week after. Once, because uh, Flannel and uh, Texoso Jake and I were talking about possibly going for Cinco de Mayo. So, yeah. Yeah. Cinco de Mayo. it'd be nice to hang out when I'm feeling better. I felt bad the last time everybody was out here. I was dealing with some crazy sinus stuff, so I was kind of derp. I mean, more derp than usual, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a moderate amount of derpish, so, you know, whatever. It worked out great. Yeah, me- medium to uh, high derp levels. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, it was great uh, having you on, and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you guys so much. It's uh, it's always nice to talk to you. Yeah, yeah you good too. to talk to you again. All right, guys. Well, have fun. Be spooky. Bye. Don't do anything <laughs> I wouldn't do, except actually do that. Yeah. They do everything. Indiegogo. Indiegogo. All right. Thank you. That is uh, Mac from Typecast. Huzzah. Huzzah. <laughs> a comedy. And she's a- about monsters in Hollywood. Uh, let's see. That was fun. It's, it's something I had nothing, no info on, and now we do. Yeah, right? That was a good time. Mac is super cool. So. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad we got- is. Yeah. And- I could put a face to a name because we've met. It was wonderful. Whew, what a face. Um, now we can jump to some Ask Sour Boners. Hold Let's on. get my friends to ask you. Did you hear Crossroads is going to go away? Yes, I was actually uh, I was looking at that. I um, It's like a year and a half, though, right? They have like 18 yeah. months to vacate. Yep. I, I feel like I want to do some sort of like end, end of the road. End of Crossroads oh. uh, party of some sort. Oh, you know who feels the same way? Um, the Flying Squirrel, a.k.a. Mrs. Yeah. 3 o'clock parade beat, a.k.a. Melissa. Um, she uh, grew up uh, in the south of Orlando area, and uh, she came up here quite a bit, so she was very familiar with you know Pleasure Island, and this is where they would come after Pleasure Island, and and eat, you know, greasy food to sober up and all that. So um, she was like, I want to do a, a, a Crossroads bar crawl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I used to go when it was when Jungle Gyms was there. So we used to go to, uh, I mean, I told you the story about getting kicked out of Pizzeria Uno's. and Had your own beer? Where I poured my own beer. Um, and then I used to go to that Friday's a lot. We used to get out of work from Disney, go to that Friday's and hit up their happy hour and then when the happy hour ended, we'd shoot over to the ale house in Lake Buena Vista and then close that joint. So, and if we didn't close it, then we went from there to um, Kitty O'Shea's. But those yeah. were like our like Kitty's, that Friday's, and that like and that ale house. Those were my stomping grounds, man. So, I'm sorry if you're lost, but was so good. I feel like my only experience of that area is just. Traffic cluster fuck like no other. Yep. Well, so much has changed. When I first, even from when I just first moved here in 2001, 
that area was always kind of thought of as the back way into Disney. It was like the convenient way. Like nobody knows to get off at that exit and go in through Hotel Plaza Boulevard. It's so much faster. Well, in the last 18 years or whatever, um, that is so gone now. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a thing anymore. No, that's not a thing. And this, you're right. If you go into this plaza, you better have a really coming out. Not coming out. You can get in. You just can't get out. (laughs) And uh, yeah, to the Hotel California. It is. It really is. And so I'm not sad to see it leave in its current state. But I agree. The it does have, which is weird. It's like a strip mall to have some nostalgia, but it it does. But uh, I will miss the Chevys. I do Ooh. for a no. chain. No, shut the fuck up. For a chain, it's not bad Mexican food. And so occasionally, when Mark and I are like, especially if we're staying at one of the hotels on Palm Boulevard Avenue, wherever the fuck it is. Um, we'll just pop in Chevys, you know, because it's just so much less hassle than trying to battle the springs. Yep. And this is so needed. This uh, It sounds so boring to people who don't live here or don't, don't drive to Disney, but this exit is a friggin' clusterfuck. So, like, this is this is so needed. Um, so what are they doing with this space, though? Basically just doing it for new on-ramps. That's oh. it. So they're not yeah. doing anything fun with it. Okay. No. Well, yeah, it's a little so, bit more depressing. But yeah, okay, fine, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So needed. Um, I thought Disney still owned it. Apparently, they sold it like in 2006. Um, so I thought Disney, I thought it was going to be so brilliant to sell to the Department of Transportation to basically build you a front door into your, your property. But apparently, they don't <laughs> own it anymore. So, uh, But anyway. So for anyone who is, is familiar with the area, this is a uh, – it's a much-needed, but it, uh, it – like, like you said, back in the, eight, back in the 90s, uh, it has some nostalgia. Um, these are – we're going to start off with two SR owners that were actually from last week, but we, we were trying to get out. And uh, these are some great ones by Dizwire. Dizwire um, always does a good job. I was going to yeah. say, when are they not great? Exactly. First one is – um, suppose your squad had to compete in a road race across Walt Disney World, a la the old Hanna-Barbera Wacky Races show, only using theme park vehicles. Which vehicle would you drive, and what would your signature sneaky move be to get ahead of the other team's racers? Hashtag Ask Sour Boner. And there are some great uh, uh, visuals that go with this question. So... What ride vehicle would you want to do in a uh, in a uh, wacky road race across Walt Disney? Well, I feel like my go-to is going to be great here because I don't feel like a dune buggy is very uh, very aerodynamic. So you're going to have to break free yeah, of your. Yeah, shit. Um, I mean, maybe go with I don't know car from Test Track, and then obviously my sneaky move will be throwing a banana peel behind me. <laughs> yeah. Rules. Mario Kart. Mario Kart style. Exactly. Okay. Nope. No blue shells with the nuclear. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know, right? That always fucks me up. Blue shell. Oh, the worst. Um, yeah, that would be good. My initial thought is you go straight up Kilimanjaro safaris and you go Simba One. Here we go. Twin day. And you just, I mean, that thing has got some horsepower. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Simple one. It's not real fast though. Like its top speed is like nine miles per hour. Unless you 
hear about poachers, and then you can, like, go full throttle. Right? Yeah. We don't need those stinking poachers. Would you have a poacher button? Like, you hit that poacher <laughs> button, and it kicks it into turbo? Yeah, like Spy Hunter. Right. That'd be, That'd be cool. Or, like, maybe, maybe the dinosaur... Uh, Time Rover. Right. Well, that's what I was thinking of the dinosaur Time Rover because it reminds me, you know, it's basically the Indiana Jones uh, car. Uh, It can obviously drive up and down steps and through rough (laughs) terrain. (laughs) And through time. And through time, right? Yeah. I would actually hit the button button and arrive at the finish line. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. I would go back in time. Because it's not the fastest car, but I could go back in time to before the race and start driving. <laughs> and then. I feel you like you're doing this wrong. You just go forward in time to. Well, you still have to like get to the place, though. Unless yeah. the race starts and ends at the same place. Is it a well, loop? Can't you, no, but like as a time rover, can't you specify your location? So, like, I can say, okay, three seconds in the future, I want to land in this location, and your location is the finish line. See, that's bending space and time. I'm thinking about it more like the cars from Back to the Future. Okay. Where, you know, okay. It, it's in the same place. No, I, no, I see where you're going with us. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, but I have my, my actual answer. I'm no. going to take the, Omni, the Omnibus from, uh, from uh, Main Street USA, and I'm going straight up party bus. Uh I'm just gonna. I'm gonna load everybody on there. All the fun people. I'll get. You know. I'll get Colin in there. Three o'clock parade beat reporter. We'll throw Ellen in there. We'll throw uh, Scott D in there. We'll get Mrs. D a D in there. The kids. Hey, you know, just anybody who wants to party. Two book Steve. Come on in, buddy. And we're Skipper, gonna. Are you feeling a certain lack of an invite right now? No. You've okay. got your own car. I got my own car. I'm fine. You're the competition. I'm picturing it more like Cannonball Run. Yes. So I was picturing just... more like Mad Max Fury Road. Oh no! Because you're, yeah, man, you're scary. <laughs> and my special wacky move is going to be to stop at every <laughs> bar along the way for refreshments. Maybe not every. That's pretty good. You're not going to win and, the race, uh, but you're going to have um, a damn good time. I would rather we not promote drunk driving. I didn't say I was going to drive. Right. It's going to have we'll have one of the kids drive. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is Dizwire says, uh, are there any official 3 o'clock parade drinking games yet? Uh, rules. He'd like to pose some few to get him get us rolling. Number one, Drunky says, we're almost done when there's still 20 minutes remaining. <laughs> to be fair, I, that's just to keep these guys going, because they, they start okay, to bitch near the end. That's not a drinking game. That's a banging my head against a table game. I know, it's just to keep Rhiannon going. It's more of a technique. Um, Rhiannon says she's going to hang up. <laughs> that's one. Uh, Skipper says, delicious <laughs> or fucking bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Uh, uh, followed up by Theme Park Beer, who said, uh, when Rhiannon drops the F-bomb, uh, mm-hmm. when you hear someone open a bottle or a drink is a good time, too, as well. Mm-hmm. It's also a good one. I intentionally try to put those up next to the mic when I do it. Yeah, me too. And I feel like we should say join us after after each time. Join us. 
Um, Join us. I like it. Gabriel the Builder threw in every time there's a three o'clock parade. Exclusive. <laughs> so basically, I think this is creating a three o'clock parade bingo game. Well, which, it's coming. It's yeah, coming. That's part yeah, of this whole uh, thread. I, I created one uh, for work last week because we were in uh, meetings all week, and man, we flew through that within five minutes. So I then <laughs> created a new one that was, I think it was twelve by twelve. Still got bingo. That's awesome. Well, yeah. you, you would you would get one here with Gabriel the Builder says that you should have whenever Rhiannon hears an animal outside. <laughs> I did have my cat on my lap earlier. And then every time, and then every time Skipper says no, go ahead. When someone talks over, it. <laughs> it's really not really talking over. It's starting at the same time. Huh. Yeah. Sure. Starting. What and, about? For every single time, drunkies internet shows up. We got a we have a we have an SR boner about that, and in the oh, last of okay. them, the last few episodes, yeah. um, Skip says that number six alone would be enough to kill off even the strongest of drinkers. The, um, <laughs> but uh, that reminds us that Outer Rim Jim created Drunko, the uh, bingo game uh, a while ago, the home game. Ah, so uh, okay, but, my apologies. Didn't mean to steal your idea. Uh, Outer Rim Jim's idea, yes. Yeah, well, yeah I, that, I, it's I, really good. I was talking to him. I, was, I wasn't talking to you. He's in town this weekend. Again? Yeah, he's back, baby. Dang it. Wow. I'm sad I'm missing that. Oh, right. I knew this because, oh, because he's going to California Girl Brunch. Yeah, yes. I knew this. Oh, I'm so and jealous. supposedly he is paying off his Super Bowl bet with uh, Scott D, uh, which is a Lapu Lapu. So uh, we might be uh, getting Lapu Lapus to uh, pay nice. off that bet. Yeah. Nice. You should have uh, bet more. California Girl Brunch. I should, yeah. Ooh. Raise the stakes next time. Very important question. Um, Brandon, I'm going to replace the word dog with cat, so you'll get really excited and involved. Okay, I'm listening. Um, Run Diz Counselor Dan is uh, getting a cat. Mm-hmm. It's hard to name a cat mm-hmm. after any member of Diz Twitter. What would you name him or her? That would be awkward. Who's got the most I, name? But I feel like that's not the point. The point is, this is going to be your best friend, your Drunky. life companion, professor, the person Oof. you come home to every day and wake up to every morning, Mister Monkey. And so you're basically ruling out. I don't know. All of this sweater. <laughs> uh, not Mr. Monkey, though, huh? That would be a pretty cool name. It's very cool. Yeah, that's what it's I was going to say. Cool. Uh, if I saw the dog walking into the room, I would call it Mr. Monkey. But anytime I saw it walking away and saw the backside of the dog, I would have to call it Derek Bird. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, evil Derek. Right. It's actually going to be, I'm going to just totally redo this whole question. So, Mark and I have been discussing maybe getting another cat. And my two cats I have are Dizzy and Bird, named after jazz musicians. And so, Mark wants to, like, keep with the theme, but he won't listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. I don't really like his ideas. 
Um, and so there's one cat they were kind of eyeing to adopt, but he's an adult cat and his name is Brady. Obviously you can't keep that name. Terrible. Ugh, Patriots. So, but you don't want to like confuse the poor adult cat who's had this name for his entire life. So what is a name that's music-y that kind of rhymes with Brady? So the cat would be like, oh, maybe I just like developed a hard sense of hearing, but I kind of get it. <laughs> I don't want to confuse the cat. I just wanted to think it's going deaf. Yeah, um, exactly. Or like maybe, maybe maybe he'll think that we have speech impediments. Maybe he'll think that we're the stupid ones. It's fine. I'll take it. Oh, gosh. I want to make a joke, and it's just killing me. I can't think of his name. Who's the freaking guy that the curly hair modern guy from, like, the 90s? Jesus. Polly Shore. Is, no, that plays, uh, jazz, like, light jazz. Oh, Kenny G. Kenny G. You call him Kenny G. Yeah, Brady. That doesn't Kenny sound James. like Brady. What about Gillespie? Is that I just wanted to make a Kenny G joke, and it was killing his name. I'm a Dizzy and a Gillespie. Right, that would be so good. You could be like, Dizzy, Gillespie, come over yeah. here. Coltrane is a cool name. There's Count Basie. I want... There's Betty. I want, like, no, I was thinking like Ellie, short for Ellington. Duke Ooh, Ellington. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There There's you go. Art Blakey. Uh, Blakey? Yep. Mm. Um, Skipper Ritchie, moving on to you posted uh, a pair of shorts. Oh my. I'm starting to see what are these um, crab shorts, I believe. Oh, because you said that the Usman should wear the crab shorts with the drink shirt. Right, so that when he's going to Cape May Cafe. Right, okay. Let's see what the response The Usman responded, the Skipper has good taste. Appropriate or no to mention the hostess that I have crabs on my pants. On my pants. <laughs> Always appropriate to mention what's in and on your pants. Always. I think I'd wait and do it with the waitress after you like take crab from the buffet and put it on your pants. So it's just like hmm. double crab. Hmm. Crab on crab. Check out this hard shell. Just be Always. like, hey, my crabs have crab. <laughs> Um, Rhiannon, Jim Coach Schnell has one, and I'm going to direct this to you. Okay. Uh, see, as he does, he do, he directs it to you later in the in the in the uh, SR barn. Mm. Since spring doesn't seem to be coming to the Midwest anytime soon, it's been three snowstorm weekends in a row. What do temperatures above 55 feel like? Is it as awesome as it sounds? And can we have some of it? Also, how's season going? Well, let's see. Um, so much going on right now. Uh, um, season. Mark reports from the airport that the flights going out are all booked. The flights going back are like half full, which is great. Um, meanwhile, my commute. Um, two out of three mornings have been accidents causing backups that take i i live eight miles from my office it's taken me about an hour to get to work those two days awesome um i still see way too many license plates from michigan ohio and canada uh but i do think it's starting to thin out hopefully knock on wood um and as for the temperatures uh they're 
They're beautiful. Uh, my pool has finally gotten above 80 degrees. Nice. So hopefully we'll be in it this weekend. And every time we walk to lunch, my coworkers say, this is the last time because they return sweating their balls off and then have to like sit and work the rest of the day, like all gross. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, wearing a skirt and a tank top. So ha ha, girls rule. Um, so yeah, that's what that's like. And as for having some of it, um, I mean, like, I'm not trying to hog it. Like you can have that's some, cool. but. You know, it's wonderful. Maybe if like Scott Pruitt would recognize the fact there's climate change, we could do something about it. But yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> um, Skipper Richie, this one's gonna go to you from Designated Disney Dad. Um, when can we get our Z band magic bands? Oh, I know. We were having a whole conversation about that Disney zombie show, and now I'm in. I want a Disney zombies magic band. I just I think that would be cool. I mean, uh, the show actually features a band on your wrist from yeah. the main character. So, right. So why not? Let's well, get that going. Yeah, do it. I don't know. Uh, how long? Uh, hopefully soon. Did you happen to see Skipper Dick Ritchie? Uh, there's a quote-unquote viral video of this guy, supposedly Randy Kolpeck, who is doing Kirkland Light commercials. Oh. They seem a is little he- too high. Does he mention the vanilla taste about them? He does not say anything about a hint of vanilla, which we... Those uh, Kirkland-like commercials are hilarious, too. Yes. I, I, I fear, and I hate to be negative, Nelly. I feel mm. like the is too high, and it seems like it's a professional video made to look viral, which... Mm. I, I think it is. I think, uh, like, at the end, there's credits, and it tells you that they're, they're kind of like their that. own little, like, you know, production company. I love it though. Yeah, it's really good. By Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Shelly, not Cheryl, uh, uh, posted it. It loves the, the best Kirkland Lights ads ever. But I do. I'm not happy that they stole our idea. Minus the hint of vanilla. I, I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm fine with it because I just the word's getting out. People. People are trying and loving Kirky Light. Yeah. People are stupid. Meat and potatoes, baby. Those are. Those are. People um, work for a living. Yeah, Diz Counselor Dan posted one uh, about 22 Disney World hacks that'll make your next trip a breeze. And he wants to know if we have any drinking at Disney hacks that you would put on a list. And I, I got to say, the I one thing I'll take off the list. What is continue. that? What's the one to take off the list? So it used to be that at Cava de Tequila, um, that if you show that, they, that you follow them on Twitter, that you can get a $5 shot of tequila. Which is a pretty good deal for Disney. Well, you mean most places, really. Um, they have now upped it to $8. Oh. So I'm kind of like, yeah. Wow. You know what I did see that they did recently, though? Somebody posted that they were at there doing something. And I guess whoever was there just happened to look at the exact same time. They replied back in the tweet saying, hey, show us this to get a free... Uh, Order of guac. So they also, and I didn't test this, so it could still be happening, but it used to be that you could also show that you follow them on Twitter and they'll give you free chips and salsa. So they might still do that. They probably do, but still the whole, like, what well, this question was pertaining to drinking. Um, yeah. And so I don't think that's like a really good hack anymore. Yeah. Sad. I really feel like many of the hacks are, I don't know if there were that many to begin with, but it's uh, 
I will say there has been a very steep increase recently in the prices of drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been uh, and the uh, so it's been uh, it, we're gonna have to keep looking because it's it's getting yeah. yeah. I think uh, so. To answer this question honestly, um, it's not so much a hack, but there are several um, somewhat decent happy hours that yes. take place at Disney Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know them all off the top of my head right now. You have to do some research. I know Splitsville does one. I think House of Blues might do one. And I do know for sure that um, the Stargazers Lounge at Planet Hollywood does one. We partook in that on Friday. And that is $5 pints of craft beer, which, again, yep. that's not bad anywhere, that's really. Oh. So, Paradiso yeah. has one. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, uh, Jack Lindsay's. But again, uh, these are all places that are not technically Disney owned. Oh, I did get a so. weekend update on Jock Lindsay's, by the way. Oh, yes. am I going to wait? Hold on. Hold on. Should I like, bolt the table to the floor first? No, or? get something to throw really hard because they are still playing pop music during the day. <gasps> and uh, I also heard that uh, in that same fashion that they had the DJ again and that nobody was there for the DJ. So I don't yeah. think the pop well, music is necessarily helping, but no. they're, so, they're sticking to it. I'll give my report, which is I was there Friday around 1230 in the afternoon, um, and they were not playing pop music, but they weren't playing the background music. They were playing music that, if I'm being honest and fair, was actually nice and kind of kept in the theme. It wasn't their original music. But it was, you know, like jazzy, um, maybe even like some Frank Sinatra or some shit, I don't know. But like, you know, it, it kind of kept you in this whole like throwback era feel. So yeah. Yeah. they were doing that. Um, I don't understand why they had to veer away from their original music, but whatever. Um, but the other thing I'll report is that uh, our mayor, governor, what's his name? Shuck? Shuck. Mayor. Well, I know his name, but like, okay, mayor, okay. Mayor. Um, he is now reporting that he has two different inside sources oh, that they are just basically going to completely retheme and redo the bar. And so he seems pretty confident in his sources. It's horrible. It's depressing. It's terrible. It's horrible. The only thing that would make it okay is if they just boxed it up and took it to Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Okay. Because that, that would be the only thing that would make it okay. Maybe, or, maybe or, it needs to be in Hollywood Studios. That would be what great. If, what if they just made it a little bit more obviously Indiana Jones? Because I, I read somebody's comment somewhere saying, like, well, they kind of missed the mark by making this huge elaborate backstory that, let's face it, the average Joe Schmo vacationer isn't going to read the backstory. They're going to walk in, have no idea who Jock Lindsay is, and be like, oh, look at this cute little quaint bar. Okay, cool. Let's go to the boathouse now. And yeah. if you, like, read the signage and read some things that was like, Indiana Jones's hangar bar, like, you might actually get some people who were like, oh, I like Indiana Jones. And, like, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it probably would work, but it would make it less something I would like. So, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, I guess. But what I'm thinking is if the option is that or the option is completely redoing it into something entirely different, I think I'd rather just like slap some indie on it and call it a day. 
Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's just depressing in general. So um, let me ask you this: If they were going to put it in studios, where would you put it? Probably just where kind of where the gift shop is now, over on the side, like the gift shop by Indiana Jones. It probably depends on what they're going to do in that area after Star Wars Land opens and all that. But how about where is already Indiana Jones now? Yeah, no, I would put it. Um, what's the name of that quick service? It's right next to Indiana Jones Studio Catering Company. Right, or is that a different one? I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. I would do right Studio Catering Company because if you put it where the gift shop is. It's really close to Tune In Lounge, so you'd have two yeah. bars right next to each other. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. nothing on that other side. You're right. I'm in. Vaseline. Which I also went there on my magical weekend, and I am sad to say they're still playing bullshit, random, shitty covers of pop music. Breaking news. We. Last time I was there, uh, Scott D, a little other crew, we, we decided, at least in our, our group of people that were there, for it. I'm, started, I'm, I'm on board. I love it. What? It's usually like men singing women's songs and women singing men's songs. Yeah. I love it. I, I yeah, love it. It makes me feel more intoxicated than I already am because I'm I like, hold on, hold on. I know this song. I know this song. I Wait, do I know this song? I don't know this song, but I think I know this song. It's fucking yeah. confusing. I right? love it. My it's only like cognitive thing, dissonance in music. I wish, and this is going to be not what Rhiannon wants to hear. I wish they just had the band playing those covers. Oh, no. yeah. That would that would be that because I don't hate the music. I I like the music yeah, that like, they play. I, I don't know. I don't hate the music either. I just would prefer just fucking play the original. No, and I think Wait, you're Disney. You couldn't afford the like rights to play that shit. No, I like I, it better. I don't think it's that at all. I actually think that that is something that you see. A, there's a lot of because it's supposed to be like a bar yeah. in Hip- California. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be a hipster bar in California. And there's a lot of places out here that have, you know, that like random dude that probably worked at the bar or is friends with the with the uh, brewer brewery and. Uh, you know, they're like, yeah, man, come and play. Terrible. And they play a bunch of... No, it's great. Yeah, Matter of fact, I'm I was in. at the zoo uh, last week, and we were at one of the like places where you can get beer and pretzels, which reminded me a lot of that, but it's just a little booth. It's not super fancy. And they did. They had a guy out there just playing covers, and it reminded me of being at Vaseline. I was like, damn it. This guy needs yep. to go to Disney World. I love it. Yeah. Bring it. Live music is good. <laughs> Covers are good. I dig yep. it. Yep. I mean, I'm on board. Yep. I'm sold. Sold. Let's do it. Mm. Um, Sam Zimmerman wants to know: uh, Do I need more glitter in my life? And uh, not anymore, because I got plenty on Sunday. <laughs> sure, that's why the way that came from. Um, Raising fangirls wants to know: Is the world coming to an end? Pretty sure that's two episodes in a row without an appearance of Robot Drunkie. Something got fixed, I'm guessing. I don't know. I, I don't know. I hope that sounds good. I like it. I think well, it was... in fairness, one of those was recorded live in Epcot, so I feel like that's uh, not your it? internet. That's Epcot's internet. Well, that didn't include internet. I just was recording it with no... no just I right know what I mean. It's whatever. But, uh, uh, what was I going to say? 
Yeah. I don't know. Good. I hope it's good. Uh, that's that makes me happy because I've noticed when ones when somebody's live at like a bar, it's ten times worse. I think it the background noise constantly causes problems too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, let's see. Uh, this is an interesting one. And Skip, you're gonna be able to jump in on this. Wes Kinetic, the U.S. ambassador to Wakanda. <laughs> For those of us who didn't grow up going to Disney parks and never got to experience it. Can you please explain Diz Twitter's fascination with Horizons? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's just like anything that you grew up with and you like. You know, you may not have been on it, but you had to have something that you did when you were young. And then when it went away, you were just like, oh, man, I never never go there anymore. But I I wanted to at least have it there to go to. It was a 100% positive ride. Meaning every it was all about a positive future, and it was a continuation of the Carousel of Progress. So, in theory, the way it was supposed to be is there was Carousel of Progress about the past to the present, and then Horizons was a, was the same family now living in the future. So, uh, it just had that it has that same um, spirit of the Carousel of Progress. So it just. And for the same reason I think people love Carousel Progress, it's just fun. And it's like, it, 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 was, it was just very, very enjoyable ride. And then um, they had already taken away, before they closed Horizons, I think it also played into the fact that World of Motion went away. So one of the classic rides already went away, World of Motion. Um, and then Imagination went down to be destroyed. And then Horizons. So it was like literally like the bam, bam, bam. Uh, and it just, the entire, all the good rides of Epcot were just destroyed immediately. So I will say I either never once went on Horizons, or if I did, I have no memory of it. Um, I, mean, I didn't grow up, you know, in Florida. And I, I started going to the parks, I think, my first time when I was five, maybe. Um, and then not very frequently until later. And so I don't, do you know what year it closed? 1999. See, yeah, that's what gets me is like, I should have gone on it, but I have no memory. And I even asked my mom, cause she's the one who took me every single time when I went, um, when I was younger, I'm like, do you remember this ride? Like I even like, I sent her a link to like, you know, YouTube videos of it and shit. And she's like, I don't remember that ride. So I think it's one of those things where like, I don't know, like as a child, maybe, you know, you can pull your parent in direction of like this shiny object. I want to go here. And I didn't pull my mother in that direction and she didn't want to go in that direction. So we just never rode that ride. And so I don't know, but it makes me sad because I feel like I'm missing out on some like serious Disney fandom because I never got to go on that. Yeah, the the timing was very the nineteen ninety nine year I think also plays a role in that. It it just was a big switch at Epcot because that was it basically closed the day they opened Test Track. The reason they kept it open for like a year, oh, it, it, they kept it open like a year after they were supposed to be closed because Test Track was really delayed because they had a lot of issues, and um, so they kept it open. Basically, the the day Test Track was like officially open, that was it. Because um, that was why they were keeping it running um, yeah, I longer. Think between my first time 
1999, I probably went to Disney World maybe five times. So I still feel like that's a lot of time that I could have gone on that ride. I don't know why I didn't go on it. I, mean, I definitely have memories of the original Figment. I have plenty of memories of Body Wars. Like, I did all oh, that stuff. Oh, God, Body but... Wars. Boo. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't have memories of that. Was there um, was there going away merch for Body Wars? No, that was before. I just disappeared. It just stopped. It just ended up, yeah. Oh, thank God. Buzzy. Body Wars, and then Making of Me, and uh, the best, of course, was Cranium Command. I don't think I remember that. I was do remember um, Kitchen Cabaret. Yeah, Kitchen Cabaret was the the song for Kitchen Cabaret. Yeah. Veggie, good. veggie. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, fruit, fruit. I always love, I like, I, it, it, when people have the unofficial merch, and you'll see, like, I've seen one where, like, two people were together, and one of them had on their shirt veggie, veggie, and the other person had <laughs> fruit, fruit. That's like, pretty cool. That's great. Yeah, great. It's great. Is there a shirt? I'm sure someone's done this. You know, like, that stylish shirt where I think it started with some, but you had, like, like, New York City, Milan, Paris, whatever. And then people have redone it to be like, you know, Nikki Bar, Joe blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You can just do it like veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah, that would be good. You know who would probably do that would be uh, Hal Bowers would make that. We can make that. Or, you know what? Des- we should talk to Designate Disney Dad. He is oh, making yeah. t-shirts. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't even mention uh, designated Disney dad. So uh, we should uh, mention that to the to the Triple D. All right. He made a uh, Thirsty River Bar shirt. It's actually nice. really cool. I need to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Now with bar stools? Now with bar stools. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. They added two bar stools on each side. It's great. Woo! Yeah. It's a big, uh, big development. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Rhiannon, uh, you just got passes for Flight of Passage, so I'm going to uh, direct this to you, Rachel, Rachel mm-hmm. Rockstar. If she wants to get a fast pass for Flight of Passage for May 19th, how early in the morning, four weeks before, does she need to wake up? <laughs> she needed to uh, have booked a Disney just don't Resort go to sleep. 90 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. You need... Yep, you need to book a no, Disney I... Resort. Yeah. In fact, we are planning on booking a Disney Resort, Mrs. D&D and I, Possibly right around the time of Toy Story opening, so we can actually ride the rides. Can nice. I just once again say how frustrated I am that they are not doing a passholder preview for that land? We know that isn't. We I know, know that as far as we know. I, I don't know for a fact, but I mean, like, did they, they didn't announce... mention Pandora to like the week before? No, that's not true because I remember. True? I remember where I was sitting when I <laughs> made that, like, whatever you know, the website came live. You can go in and try to sign up. I was in Lido Key, so that would have been the last weekend of March. Mm. Mm. So that was at I least feel like a month. Have to still. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, well, I hope so because that was great at Pandora. Mm-hmm. It's the only time I've been a game changer. It's the only yeah. time I've been through the line. Well, you know, and uh, it's weird just with the whole idea of Pixar stuff because they just, our Pixar Fest starts on the 13th at Disney or the Disneyland Resort. But apparently if you were there yesterday, like everything's going on. The food's there, the fireworks are going on, like 
They've already got all the signage out. So it officially starts on the 13th, but it sounds like if you're at the resort, everything's actually happening now. Yeah. What about lobster nachos? Uh, yeah, they're actually on right now. <gasps> because the Cove Bar is open until the middle of May, uh, when it'll finally close to do the... the, the Map full... Light Lounge. Oh my god, did you see the uh, concept art for it? It looks amazing. No. no, I have not seen it yet. Yeah, like, I'm not at all going to miss the Cove Bar. I can tell you that right now. When this place because opens, it's, it's going to be... i it up right now. It's going to be really cool. Oh, let's see if I get. Maybe it doesn't have it. I'll have to look for it though. That's cool. Maybe we should post it on the uh, three o'clock parade Facebook page. I definitely on the Facebook page. Yeah, I definitely posted it. It's uh, it's a link to an Instagram account. Oh, I know I posted it, so I will look at my post and then share it on the Instagram account. I guess. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, let's see. We are down to the last before Rhiannon's, who is the actual last. Um, the last before Rhiannon's actual last is from JB, um, who I believe it's DNW Your Pity, so maybe down with your pity? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Anyways, JB, welcome. Um, JB just finished catching up with 3 o'clock parade. Now, what do they do when they listen at work? Start what do they over. listen to? Yes, I, yeah. Just play the songs nonstop on a loop. Oh, my God. You know what I haven't heard in a while and I want to go back and listen to is that front seat, though. Yeah, that's really good. I know. it's We got to figure out. It feels buried. Like I don't, don't know where it is. Because um, Disney Dustin uh, sent us some some hints at a future song Rhiannon is going to go bonkers for. I know. Are you, you're familiar with what we're talking about? I'm on a chat thingy. Okay. Okay. I didn't. I wasn't 100% sure. Okay. Ooh. So uh, that's something to look forward to. We're going to give no spoilers. No spoilers. But um, Dat Francito by, uh, by uh, Des- uh, Disney Dustin. Just thinking about it makes me laugh. I love it. <laughs> Dat Francito. Um, and finally, Rhiannon uh, is a quote tweet from Sustainably Wild Nick Waymania that he's on a podcast, a.k.a. Butter and Bacon, who is um, a sister podcast of ours, because Polly and Dean are the hosts. Um, and Rianne wants to know, if you had to avoid just one episode of any podcast, which would it be and why? Probably the Derek Bergen episode of this podcast. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so congratulations to Nick Waymania, who is now a pod- popped his podcast uh, cherry. All right, it's officially on the 3 O'Clock Parade podcast Facebook. 3 O'Clock uh, Parade. This is great. We should definitely utilize this more often. This is I'm gonna try, I'm trying to do it more while I'm doing the show. So as we're talking about stuff, I can pop it up there. You, you can know, be distracted? Cool. Well, it's nice to have uh, so people can see what we're talking about, which I do like that. Taking up your internet bandwidth? Yeah. Yeah, right? Eat up that bandwidth. <laughs> I'm going to uh, post it again. I'm going to share it again on my account also. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm taking a look at this right now. It's really nice, um, right? I'm yeah. It's like but is this it's, it it looks like it's a totally different design. It has a it used to have a a, a round bar, isn't that correct? Uh I mean, the bar itself was square, but the area around it was just they just kept adding like 
It was just crappy, but it looks like it's going to be giant now. Like there's, they, they've definitely taken into effect that it's a very popular bar. Good. Yeah. So the only downside in this flip and this changeover for Cove Bar was that we didn't get to experience it when we were there. Yeah. Yeah. That was well, there you go. For you. So that was the final SR boner for tonight's uh, tonight's show. Any final thoughts before we bring down the final float? Did I mention the brunch I went to on Sunday? Oh my god! So jealous. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, Skip anything, or are you, are you ready to bring the float? Uh, just you know, again, if you guys can, uh, even if you can't donate to the uh, typecast on Indiegogo, which is on Facebook, it's on the. Three o'clock parade page. It's on my page. Even if you can't donate, that's fine. Just share it. Let's try to get it out there so that other people can can help support it. Uh, I feel it's the same thing that we did for uh, Walt's Frozen Head, which is actually, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's coming to life. It's actually going to be released. It was at film um, a bunch of different film festivals, yeah. and uh, you know they're going to be up for awards and stuff. So you know yeah. we, we did a lot to help them. And here's another uh, person that's part of the yeah. Disney family, and uh, Mac is great. So I see, yeah. I see yeah, that. I need to talk to Ben. We had talked about um, at that same Claremont Performing Arts Center, you know, they have a, uh, a smaller theater that Tiffany performed at, a smaller one. that, uh, And I know um, Walt's Frozen Head had talked about, I would love to see if we could co-do a 3 o'clock parade uh, viewing. Oh, that'd be cool. Walt's ahead. You know, you know um, what I would really like to do is okay. an after the after the uh, Chippendale <laughs> campfire and movie that they do at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, let's, let's run in there with our own projector and do it there. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I mean, I can't imagine it being a problem. <laughs> It, I mean, people empty out. Like, nobody's in there after yeah. it's over. So if we just all showed up with our own ice chest and a projector, we could play it. It's actually not the world's worst idea. And have, like, Did you refer to coolers as ice chests? Yeah, of course. Well, well I call mine Rhiannon. And I like chests. Mm. I want to mm. Yeah. And on that note, I believe we're going to bring down the final float. Uh-huh. Which is one giant ice chest cooler Rhiannon full of the greatest beer that comes in 48 pack cases. I'm talking, of course, Kirky Light with a hint of vanilla. I hate all of you. Thanks for making it through, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye and stuff.